0: We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Get back to living your best life. To schedule an appointment with an orthopedic expert, visit upmc.com slash central PA ortho.
1: The Gettysburg National Military Park is full of monuments. Gettysburg itself is home to numerous museums that interpret and display artifacts from the seminal 1863 Civil War battle. So when the new Beyond the Battle Museum opened last April, some asked, does Gettysburg need another museum? How will this one be different? The Beyond the Battle Museum was unique in Gettysburg and has had great success in the short time it's been open. Now the museum has been recognized nationally with USA Today's 10 Best Readers Travel Award for Best New Museum in the United States. With us on the spark today is andrew dalton executive director of the adams county historical society that makes its home at the museum andrew dalton always good talking with you
0: great to be here scott thanks for having me
1: first of all congratulations that's quite an honor
0: oh yeah we're thrilled i i can't tell you a couple years ago when we started this project if someone had told us we'd be voted the best new museum in the country i would have been absolutely ecstatic so uh, we are uh, just trying to sit back and, and uh, enjoy the uh, the wonderful comments we've been receiving. And, and uh, it's just such a pleasure to, to, to serve our community here in Adams County. So what kind of comments have you received? Oh, just, you know, the best comments really have come from younger visitors. You know, I, I'm a younger guy, and to me it was really important that we would uh, put in a museum that, that would inspire young people to to learn about the stories of their communities and to see our young people from Adams County, from Gettysburg, and actually from all around the country coming in and, and experiencing the story of, of what makes this place so special. Uh, that's been the, the best part of it for me.
1: Is Beyond the Battle Museum now a must-stop, must-see location? Uh, you know, when someone visits Gettysburg, maybe from out of state or haven't they wanted, to, wanted to go to Gettysburg all their lives?
0: Well, of course I'm biased, but I would say <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, the, the part of it that really, I think, has drawn the most attention is our uh, immersive experience, which you've covered, I know, on this program. But we have uh, a room inside the museum, totally enclosed. It's called caught in the crossfire, and uh, basically it it allows visitors to enter uh, a house in the middle of the Battle of Gettysburg where the civilians are taking shelter below the floorboards, and you hear and feel and see the sights and sounds of the battle. We actually went to a shooting range in Virginia and recorded all these sounds, so I, I like to tell visitors when they're in there, if you close your eyes just for a few seconds, you're hearing the exact same sounds that the people of Gettysburg heard as they were sheltering uh, during the bloodiest battle of the Civil War.
1: Why a shooting range in Virginia? Why not one
0: local? Oh, that's a good question. So uh, we went to the Winchester, Virginia has a, uh, the North South Skirmish Association. Um, And as far as I know, I'm sure there are others, but for us, it was the closest place where we could actually use civil war weapons uh, and cannons They they have cannons on the range. And so I was able to fire the cannon, which was a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, you sort of forget when you're doing it, that it's, it's live and there's actual ammunition involved. I I've seen a lot of reenactments. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've seen people firing cannons before before but uh, um, I, I realized while we were doing it that uh, I should probably stand behind the cannon and let the professionals do it um, but uh, hearing the the sounds of the the impact you know that's something that I think when we study history rarely do we get a chance to actually hear. What it was like for these people, you know, if you hear an artillery shell whizzing over your head, or you hear a cannonball coming in and hitting, you know, a, a piece of wood or metal, we we shot through all kinds of different materials to get different sounds. Uh, but for me, I just thought having that authenticity would set our experience in the museum apart um, from other experiences. And so far, we've had, I think, a little over forty thousand visitors now come through the museum in less than a year, uh, which was about double what we had uh, hoped for. Um so we we are uh, excited for a, an even busier year ahead.
1: I have to say that uh, the Caught in the Crossfire exhibit is one of the most unique and special uh, exhibits I've ever seen ever experienced, because you're right, it does make you feel like you are a family in the middle of the battle with those bullets whizzing by, hitting wood, you hear the voices of children, the dogs outside, you know, it, there are soldiers at the door. It really is a unique experience. So let's get back to the award for a moment before we talk more about the museum and what's on display, but what comes with the award?
0: Um, it's it's mostly just uh, a title uh, from what I understand. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get anything in the mail yet uh, from USA Today. But uh, it, it was a, a national competition. Uh, I don't know how many votes we received, but I, I heard from uh, the far corners of the earth that people were voting for us. Um, you know, the, the great thing about Gettysburg is that there really is... Um, A love for this place that stretches far beyond just our region. Uh, We have visitors from all around the country and really all around the world. Um, I've seen some of the numbers even from, you know, we're a county historical society, but because we're located in Gettysburg, we do have visitors from abroad. Uh, In fact, we had a a few people here for a grand opening from England and from Australia. Um, I I, I just am always sort of stunned by the reach that Gettysburg has. You
1: say a love for Gettysburg, but we're talking about the reason that Gettysburg became famous in the first place is a lot of people lost their lives. So that's kind of, I don't know if irony is the word or not.
0: Right, right. Well, it's interesting how Americans uh, and people, you know, abroad flock to the the scenes of, of of major world events. And I think um, Lincoln's Gettysburg Address is, is actually cited more, especially from international visitors, as the reason why they come here than the battle. So there's a lot of factors I think that people weigh when they're deciding why to come here. But there is certainly a you know a, a, many of our visitors. I think at least sixty percent of the visitors to Gettysburg are repeat visitors, and uh, just anecdotally from seeing data we've uh, collected many people cite visiting Gettysburg 10, 15 times a year. And so there is sort of this, um, I don't want to call it an obsession, but there's a, a real passion that people have, I think, for understanding what happened here. Um, and, and I do think it, it's there's sort of a community around that, that there, there are people who study this place and uh, you seek kind of the, um, the, the, the uh you know the family of, of of others who also feel an affinity for for understanding and learning more and trying to soak up every bit of information and knowledge they can about Gettysburg. I don't really know how to explain it, but I think major historical events you know kind of draw an interest group, and and there's certainly uh, just Gettysburg stretches far and beyond anything I've I've ever heard of.
1: Well, and and I think just to add to that is someone who is a history buff. Uh, being at a place like Gettysburg, I mean the the description of hallowed ground gives one a feeling inside of, okay, I'm standing at a very special place and, man, I can say that I love Gettysburg too I mean, even though it was so violent, it was so bloody, that it is a special place and in the history of this country, history of the world, uh, it is one of the most unique places and, you know, as you said, most famous places in the world. Uh, you know, just to be nominated for this, uh, uh, award is an honor. You faced some competition from museums all over the country, didn't you?
0: Yeah, the, uh, um, and, and some wonderful museums were nominated. I have not had a chance to visit many of them yet because they were, as you mentioned, from all around the country, but the, uh, um, I know there was an, an art museum, a large art museum in Buffalo, New York, that was, uh, I think they came in second in the, in the contest. And the, uh, the one that we always joked about, uh, there, apparently there's a new punk rock museum in Las Vegas and we were running neck and neck with them for most of the, the competition. And so I'll have to go see that when I'm out there. Uh, but it, you know, there's a very intense following for punk rock too. So uh, I'm proud that uh, the history buffs out there um, put us over the top, but uh, for a while, I wasn't sure if we'd be able to eclipse, uh, uh, the following that uh, punk rock has yeah
1: johnny rotten of the sex pistols and abraham lincoln i can see where that would be a tough competition you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so but it is nice i mean we're a small town so like you know to to be competing uh, in a contest with big cities and to 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 win that that just really makes us feel uh, like we are in a very special place
1: Uh, Publicity, it's been a few weeks now since uh, you were named the best new museum in the United States. What kind of publicity has it brought from the public? You know, the media has focused on it, but have you been getting more publicity? Have you been uh, hearing from people say, oh, I, I, I want to visit the museum, I haven't been there yet, or I have been there and I want to come again?
0: We have, yeah, especially on our Facebook page, we've been getting a lot of love from people and and a lot of comments. Of, of you know, I think the the fact that this friends who had been here and visited us spread the word about this contest to people who haven't been here yet will really uh, help us a lot with visitation this year. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that uh, in time, you know, the winter is always a slower period for Gettysburg tourism. But I I think when when tourism picks up again in the spring. Uh, into the summer, I'm hoping that we'll get a lot of people through referrals because of this uh, uh, this contest. And I hope a lot of local people come out as well and see it. It is the story of our community, even if you're not from Adams County, if you're from York or Lancaster, Dauphin County, um, there's definitely regional elements to the museum. And uh, actually, I I should mention too, on Monday uh, at, uh, let's see what it's the January 15th, we're doing a free day um, and, uh, any Adams County residents can come out, uh, to the museum for, and receive free admission. Our members also always receive free admission, but we wanted to do that for our, our friends, uh, locally, our neighbors in Adams County, so that everybody can feel proud of the fact that we have the, uh, the best new museum in the country.
1: I'm sure you had a lot of people asking, well, why does Gettysburg need a new museum? So, you know, being unique being different had to be one of your goals what is unique about beyond the battle
0: well the first thing i'd mention is our organization the adams county historical society has been around since the 1880s and we have amassed a collection of rare documents artifacts photographs that numbers in the millions and most of this collection was actually stored in crates at a warehouse off-site we had no access to it really, in some cases, no idea what we had, but it was an absolute treasure trove of Gettysburg related material. Um, And so it was only right for us as an organization to seek out a new home uh, for for this collection to keep these precious materials safe. Really the entire preserved history of Gettysburg as a place, the people, the businesses, the the, the stories of our community. Um, And then uh, in terms of Uh, attracting visitors and having something that really stands out the story of this place had really never been told so the story of the battle of course is told in museums in Gettysburg the story of the soldiers and the generals and the troop movements and the strategy behind everything what's sort of missing is the story of how this community lived through all of it and not just the battle but Lincoln's Gettysburg Address Um, if you uh, fast forward, Dwight D. Eisenhower lived here, had a farm here, uh, there's a, a wonderful National Historic Site dedicated to that, but still uh, kind of this, this single story of this place had never been told from, the uh, you know, the beginning of time to now, uh, and so our museum takes visitors through uh, Native American history, early colonial history of the area. Um, going into the Civil War, of course, talking about the Battle of Gettysburg from the perspective of the civilians, uh, and then moving into the the modern era, the the twentieth century and how uh, the community changed and became Gettysburg became a tourist uh, mecca for for visitors all around the world but but this kind of one uh, getting the entire story in one place uh, that was our idea that we wanted to to really immerse people in the community in the place that is Gettysburg not just what happened to it um and, and so our museum's about people it's about families it's about human interest stories it's about living through cataclysmic events uh, like the battle of gettysburg um and and so i really hope you'll come out and see it it's a different it's a different side of gettysburg for sure
1: with millions of documents and artifacts how do you decide what you put in the museum?
0: Well, it's it's hard, and we're still finding things that we wish we we had included, and we will rotate artifacts so that we can include things uh, that we discovered after we made our selections. But there are about a thousand artifacts on display in the museum, which is a very small percentage, obviously, of our total. Uh, holdings, but we tried to pick the absolute best, uh, rarest, uh, most sought-after pieces. We have a program from the Gettysburg Address in the museum, a rare—you know, there were probably only a hundred copies of this printed, uh, and it was handed out there in front of Lincoln as he, you know, gave the the, the most famous speech in American history. You know, we have uh, rare artifacts owned by families during the Battle of Gettysburg. We have the original map of Gettysburg on animal hide from the 1700s, before they had even built uh, the streets of the town. Uh, so it, it is, it's just, it's an impossible task, uh, to, to pick artifacts. And we tried to pick what we knew would be the most interesting for visitors, but there's certainly a lot of artifacts that, that we will, uh, move through the museum over the years that, that didn't make the cut this first time.
1: That program that you mentioned of, uh, the Gettysburg address, um, you know, some guy took notes on it, doodled on <laughs> it. What was he thinking?
0: Yeah, it's and in fact that's what I like most about it because you know the the local population think about it they had just lived through the battle of gettysburg massive you know every house every every church every business is a hospital um it's an absolute whirlwind and so this was sort of a It was a big deal that the president came, but they had lived through a much bigger deal for that really affected them a lot more personally. So, yes, you know, there were programs handed out and one local business owner, I guess he was short on paper. So he he grabbed his program from the dedication of the National Cemetery with, you know, Lincoln listed on the program uh, and used it for uh, his his account, uh, his note taking for his business accounts. So I actually when I was a high school student, I was a volunteer here and I found that in a in a box. It was unlabeled unsorted, uncatalogued, and it was just among a bunch of other scrap paper from this local business. Um, So sometimes, you know, there's something extraordinary hiding uh, amidst a a bunch of mundane uh, material. And and that's the great thing about archives like ours. You never know what you're going to find. You turn over a piece of paper and all of a sudden there's something extraordinary. Well,
1: I mean, you've had that extraordinary experience of going through those artifacts, going through those documents. Obviously, that was a surprise. But are there others? Are there other things that uh, you found that you were like, oh, boy, I mean, this is just amazing. I can't believe we have this.
0: Yeah. I, well, I mean, so we have, for instance, we have furniture in our collection, a lot of old chairs and couches and tables owned by various families. One of the chairs... uh I was cleaning and you turn the chair over and on the on the bottom of the chair there's a beautiful painted inscription that said that this chair had sat in thaddeus stevens office in gettysburg uh, thaddeus stevens a famous abolitionist for those who don't know congressman from uh central pennsylvania uh kind of a, a radical republican who butted heads with lincoln um and pushed him toward uh you know uh, the uh 13th amendment but uh we have you know, this beautiful inscription this chair sat in his office another thing and this was just a week ago Another uh, item that we found, it's a book, and it's just an agricultural history of Pennsylvania from printed in like the early 1860s. And it was something that we were debating, do we even need to keep books like this? And so we're going through and kind of weeding out our library and deciding what materials we keep. And I open up the book to the very back, and there's a handwritten inscription in pencil uh, written by a wounded Union soldier who's lying in this house. Uh, just about i can pretty much see where this farm was out the window of our building on the first day of the battle this guy's wounded he crawls to this house and he pulls this book off the shelf and he writes a note to the owner of the house uh telling his story and then just shoves the book back on the shelf and and i guess the family kept it and donated it to us but it was just sitting amidst our our library of you know hundreds, if not thousands, of books here uh, with this handwritten note from this soldier uh, written during the battle. And so you, thats I, I know that's not nationally significant, but it's the type of thing that really makes you excited when you open it for the first time in, you know, 80 or 90 years since someone donated it.
1: I mean, that you said that you just found that last week?
0: Yeah, just maybe a week ago. Yeah. Uh,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we only have a couple minutes left. Andrew, something else the museum has done is hosted what maybe 50 events I know you had the 30th anniversary of the movie Gettysburg a lot of other things but coming up in April uh, there's a film festival the Gettysburg Film Festival and it is the art of Ken Burns tell us a little bit about that
0: that's right. Yeah, we're a major partner along with Gettysburg College, the Gettysburg Foundation, the American Battlefield Trust. On April 5th and 6th, we're bringing Ken Burns back to Gettysburg for a film festival, uh, celebrating his decades of, of work. We're screening his films. He'll be on stage at the Majestic Theater and the Gettysburg High School. You can get more information at GettysburgFilmFestival.org, a brand new website. Uh, this is a new initiative. Uh, and uh, tickets go on sale Monday at 3 p.m. So we hope we'll see you on April 5th and 6th in Gettysburg with Ken Burns.
1: Uh, Ken Burns obviously has a big connection to Gettysburg because of uh, you know one of his first films, uh, The Civil War. But Ken Burns is in Gettysburg, I won't say often, but he comes back. Uh, I mean, he was there last year, too.
0: Yes, uh, he he has a real connection with this place. As you mentioned, uh, the Civil War series in 1990, Gettysburg really got him uh, uh, you know, t- to a point where he's a household name in the United States, and he's one of the most generous and intelligent people I've ever had the privilege of working with. We are thrilled that he's coming back in April and uh, and screening some films, including some of his recent films, uh, including the U.S. and the Holocaust uh, that just uh, premiered, I think, a year ago on PBS. So uh, we hope you'll check out the website. The schedule was just posted today on GettysburgFilmFestival.org. All
1: right. So, maybe some, we're making some news here today Andrew uh, you know i'm i'm, I'm glad that uh, we can make that announcement here on on this park and hopefully a lot of our listeners will go to the website and attend the film festival because well we have a you know being a public radio and tv station we have a huge amount of ken burns fans that uh, uh, that maybe the big star on on uh, public television. So Andrew Dalton, who is the executive director of the Adams County Historical Society, thank you very much for being with us today.
0: Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks for everything you've done.